Welcome to two alcoholics <laughs> discussing murders. It's going to be quiet this week and we're not going to have any interruptions. No, PlayStation's um, not on with its nothing. helicopter taking off sounding fan. There's children in bed. There's going to be no interruptions from them. If there is, you might see us in a podcast next week. <laughs> that is a really, really dark joke. <laughs> I am all for a dark joke, but joking about killing our kids... That's over the line, even for you. I'm really fucking hot. Did uh, did the heating go off in the end? You already said you were going to turn it off, so... I already said earlier to your dad who was here, so that's ruined my little uh, thingy. But um, Marie Philpot is out soon from jail. How do you feel about that? Marie saw that get her. Disgusting. Look at her face. Look at them fake tears. Child killer mum said for early release. Marie Philpot, who along with her husband I Mick. Think it's Mar- I don't give a shit about her name. Started a fire that killed six of their children to be released from prison this month after serving just half of their sentence. Obviously. The couple and a friend set fire to their Derby Council house in 2012. It's believed the aim was to get a bigger house and to frame Mick's ex partner as they were in the middle of a custody battle. Look at the little faces. And they were supposed to go and rescue. And then there, look at them. Little babies. And supposedly they were going to go in and rescue the kids and they didn't. And She was sentenced to 17 years, but she's now been awarded the earliest possible date for release. It's also, also claimed she'll be given a new identity when she leaves HMP Downview, Surrey. Her Majesty's prison. <sighs> Her Majesty's piss poor judgment. No, well, prison's fault, of course. Yeah. Well, I guess it might be because I imagine they hold these hearings mm. for um, these kind of like you know, paroles and stuff like that in the prison themselves, don't they? Yeah. But who makes those judgments? I don't know. Thankfully, I've never been to prison. So... Mm. Let's keep it that way. Um, I I was gonna do. Oh, I was really tempted to do a bedtime story about some horrific Nazis and. There's obviously Joseph Mengele and... You know who that is? Um, I've heard the name, but no. Um, the Angel of Death that did all the Auschwitz. He took all the um, twins, um, children. He did all the experiments on them. All the really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Gross stuff. Like and... Trying to like put twins through like electric shock therapy and <sighs> stuff like that. To see if one felt it when the other yeah. one... Just abhorrent stuff like that and i thought hang on a minute this being like remembrance sunday we didn't do the two minute silence today by the way well i mean i kind of already did last sunday because we knew that the football was going to be cancelled so we already did a a, a, a moment's silence oh that's cute um before the game because we knew oh. that football would be off after the with the lockdown cheers boris you fucking fluffy head bollock liquor but look But look, there's only one fluffy-haired, bollock-wanker, hopefully, running countries in the world now because one of them's out, so that's a win. uh, I'm going to reserve my... Judgment until next year when he kicks off and they have to remove him with armed forces? No, well, kind of, potentially, but I'm going to reserve my judgment until he's out, until the court has found whatever they have found or has failed to find whatever they have found because 
Like, can we take a moment? The dog's literally got her fanny on my arm. Get your bum off me, man. Oi, thank you. Anyway, so for this week, I thought I was going to do... Um, I wanted to do something about... And can I say I'm really excited about Kamala Harris? I'm really happy about that, which is good. The, uh, is she like the first black female vice president? I don't believe she's... Is she not mixed race rather than black? Is she not like South Asian or something? Yes, like I think she is actually. Yeah. The first like, yeah, I think I did read a headline. First black Asian vice president. So I'm re- I've been following her on Twitter for ages. I didn't even realise who she was. And then realised, oh, that's why I like you. <laughs> so yay. Um, I wanted to do a story this week about something good that came out of the war. Something positive rather than focusing on all the really gross stuff because... I've read a lot of gross books on Auschwitz. So we're going to do about some um, of the resistance fires. And these ones are Dutch. There's so many women in Europe who fought against the Nazis. And I found quite a few, but unfortunately their stories were a bit too short to sort of fill I guess I could have done maybe a load in one. Maybe I'll do another episode next week, maybe. If I yeah, like loads of mini stories. Yeah. Um, but this one, we're going to talk about three people. Uh, Freddie and Trues Overstegen, who were sisters, and a woman called Hanny Shaft. <laughs> Shaft. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed beer. No, you shouldn't be allowed to be on my podcast. Your podcast? <laughs> Whose oh. bedtime stories is it? it? It's. Are you ready for your bedtime story? I'm, I'm ready. It's a lovely bedtime I'm story. My bedtime story on my so podcast. <laughs> Honestly, this is a fucking great story. Okay, so. You are the star of the show, though. I think that's a bit too far. I don't think I have a clue what I'm doing. So, uh, yeah. Um, Truce Oversteen was born 1923. Freddie Oversteen. Over I can't get their names right. Truce Overstegen was born 1923 and Freddie was born 1925. They lived in the Netherlands on a barge. Um, their parents divorced and then they were raised by their mother who taught them communism and the importance of fighting injustice. They lived in a small apartment where their mother remarried and they had a brother and they lived like on the poverty line. It, it wasn't great. Um, (laughs) yeah Um, so obviously the war 1939 when that started um, their mother actually took Jewish refugees into their home and hid them until they could be taken somewhere safe oh wicked so she um, was yeah like zookeeper's wife thing yeah she was already like on it I loved that if you love that you're gonna fucking love this story okay go ahead so their mother said, if you have to help someone like refugees, you have to make sacrifices for yourself. And she really instilled this into her daughters that we need to help these people. Um, this during the First World War? No, this is the Second World War. Right, okay. May 1940, that's when the Nazis invaded the Netherlands. Um, and the mum actually took her girls out and they started distributing anti-Nazi newspapers and pamphlets for the Dutch resistance. That's a sick, cool mum. Like that, I feel like if there was a war, that's what I would be doing with our kids. I'd so be like ha- out have there. Bollocks! The size of watermelons. Yes, because if they'd have got caught, they'd have been executed. Absolutely. Um, they glued warnings over German posters calling for men to go and work in Germany. 
um, yeah, if they were caught, they would have been killed. Um, but because both the girls were quite young and they also braided their hair, which made them look even younger and cuter, then nobody suspected them. The Germans were less likely to think of them as being um, helping the resistance. Um, the girls were so good at doing this with their mum that in 41, a commander with the Harlem resistance group actually visited the mum and asked to recruit both the girls. And the mum said, absolutely. Freddie was 14 and Truce was only 12. They are fucking children. I mean, they're not fucking children. Right. Like yeah. I'm just amazed at how young they are and like, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, you've not given me a lot of the story yet, so I'm sure you're amazed because you know the But they were the still story. children out there doing things that they could doing have been cool killed things. for. Yeah. Um, there's a good chance, like, they're just having like a standard kid life, like just going to play out on the street. They could have got killed at that point in time anyway, couldn't they? It's just horrible. Not to yeah. whiz on the chips of what they did. So I don't know anything about that. But... Yeah. So they were told by the Dutch resistance that they were going to be sabotaging. Sabotaging? Sabotaging? Sabotaging. Not... Know if that's a word, I would say it. No, sabotaging is a word. I said it wrong because I'm reading Sabotage and Nazi together and I'm drunk. Um... Drunk. <laughs> What have you had to drink today? I've had one or two. How many gins have you had? I've had three, all right, three gins, okay? <laughs> Stop it. Um, I didn't measure them out, though. They were told they were going to be sabotaging the Nazi. Oh, God, you did it again. Sabotage. <laughs> really sorry. They were going to be getting in the way of the... <laughs> They were going to be fucking shit up. Interfering. <laughs> Interfering with Nazi military presence in the Netherlands. They weren't fucking around. Um, they used dynamite to destroy bridges and rail tracks. And they were taught how to shoot because they were going to go out and shoot Nazis. And True said, well, that's something I've never done before. Because how many times have you used dynamite or a gun as a 12-year-old? But fuck it. That's what they were going to do. Um, they would um, actually go and speak to Nazi guards and they would um, seduce SS officers. At which, 12 and 14? Yeah. Can we just point that out? Um, yeah. I don't There's know why a, I'm surprised that these could be nonsense. These are people that like. Yeah, there is a whole, the whole other side. If you didn't know, there was like brothels in these camps. There weren't just people working their asses off or being starved to death. Go and read books on Auschwitz. They literally fucking took prisoners and pimped them out to SS guards. It's disgusting. No, but they don't want to be depressed. Mm, yeah, that's a whole other story. But yeah, so um, yeah, they actually seduced these SS officers into the woods. To be like, hey, come with me. Come and let's go and have a tumble in the trees. Um, and then somebody from the resistance would be waiting there and they would shoot them. How fucking cool is that? How often can that work, though? I don't know, but look, like, it worked. You, um, you put, wait a minute. Hans went out and did this with you and he never came back. <laughs> he mm. came back and his head was decidedly more bullety than it was when he left. <laughs> more bullety. <laughs> 
Or maybe they were like, look, he enjoyed her so much. They have run away together and lived a happy ever after. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, they learned to shoot and assassinate Nazis. They also went after Dutch collaborators um, who arrested or endangered Jewish, re Jewish refugees or resistance members. So they weren't just going for Nazis. They were like, anyone that is against us, we're going to fucking get you. You're not with us, you're against us. Yeah, exactly. Um, Freddie was really good at following a target or keeping a lookout. Um, and because she was so young, both the girls were so young, they just looked so unsuspecting. Um, and both sisters shot to kill. And they would literally follow them home. And they would they were really like known for riding on their bikes and having like a drive by, like a ride by shooting on their bicycles and then just carry on. How fucking cool is that? It is cool. Watch out for kids on bikes. And when they asked, when people asked them, like, how many have you killed? Freddie said, um, they were soldiers and soldiers don't tell. I fucking love these kids. They're great. That's, badass, That's yeah. cool, isn't it? Um, they also helped bring in Jewish refugees to new hiding places. And uh, they helped working in the emergency hospital in Ereshed. Ereshed. I can't read that language. Um Okay, so 1943, this is when they meet Hanny Shaft. Um, she was born 1920, so she would have been 23 at this point. Um, her parents were part of the Social Democratic Workers' Party, and um, she was brought up discussing politics and social justice within her family, um, to the point that she wanted to be a human rights lawyer, so she went to study law. And in 1943, students were required at her um, university to sign a declaration of allegiance to Germany. She refused, so she was no longer allowed to study. Already, the, oh, I just love her so much. Um, she started working for the Dutch Resistance too. She would steal ID cards for Jewish residents, um, but she would rather work with weapons um, and was responsible for sabotaging and assassinating German targets, Dutch Nazis, collaborators or traitors. Wicked. By the way. Yeah. Kudos on correctly pronouncing the word sabotage in this time. Thank you. I worked really hard on it. <laughs> um, she learned to speak fluent German and got involved with the German soldiers as well. So she could actually go and like talk to them. A bit like that thing. I always think of Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Um, apart from, didn't she do it wrong? She, like, did a sign hand wrong. I'm doing no, the I'm guy doing did. Star Trek thing. The guy that's, did, so she... In, not a... in, in that thing, he's like, <laughs> oh, drei, whatever. Um, mm. In German, you do A lemon like to go ra rather than three. Yeah, rather than that. So we're, so who got caught out? That guy got caught out. The one the that guy was got with caught her. Out. The woman didn't get caught out. No. Although, the woman had vouched for the officers in question, so... She kind of did indirectly get caught out. Yeah. Um, Hanny didn't accept every job. And I think this is... This must have been a really hard choice. She was asked at one point to kidnap um, children of Nazis. And she refused. Because if whatever their assassination plan failed, the children would have had to have been killed. And Hanny felt that that was too similar to the Nazis' act of terror. So she refused to do it. Um... She had red hair, so she was quickly identified because of her red hair, and she was put on the Nazis' most wanted list, um, and she was named the girl with the red hair. I don't know what that is in German, so whatever they said. Uh, she's uh, a funny language. 
Cause you, yeah. It could be like... It's das, red hair. It, das girl red and hair. Or it could be like... <laughs> oh, God, 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 <laughs> like that. What's that video? Remember doing the rounds on Facebook years ago and it was like words in French and then oh, words yeah, in German. Oh, like, like ambulance. Ambulance. Crack and wagon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just annoyed. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So at one point, a fellow resistance worker got injured from an assassination assassination effort. Next time... <sighs> Don't drink so much gin before the podcast. I was cooking. You're all over the place right now. I was cooking. And I like to drink when I cook. Yeah, but, I mean, that's fine. And what you cooked was lovely, by the way. Thanks. Mm. This is... None of the, none it's of... because there's too many fancy words in this. I can't get random. Right, let me try again. At one point, a fellow resistance worker was injured from an assassination effort. Round of applause, please. No. Um... This person gave Hanny's name to the nurses. Which is really sad because um, they were actually Dutch Nazis disguised as resistance workers, these nurses. Um, and this forced Hanny to... They wanted to force Hanny to confess to what she was doing. Um, to the point that the Nazis arrested her parents and sent them to a concentration camp. And this literally... Hanny was like... I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Not now that my parents have been taken in. Um, so she stopped working for the resistance temporarily and her parents were released. Fucking somehow. So she realised she had to hide at this point so she dyed her hair black. Genius idea. Um, and then she returned to work for the resistance. So she was doing assassinations, sabotaging, career work, transporting illegal weapons and handing out illegal newspapers. And Freddie, Truth, and Hanny would go around together on their bikes. Um, so yeah, they're really good at this. <sighs> Apart from um, 21st of March, 1945, Hanny was arrested at a military checkpoint because she was distributing a communist newspaper, which was a cover-up. What she was actually doing was transporting secret documents for the resistance. Um, and she was taken in by the Nazis and she was interrogated and she was tortured and put in solitary confinement. And she was finally identified by the roots of her red hair when they came through. Um, on the 17th of April 1945, two Dutch Nazis took her to the dunes of Blomendal and she was executed. The first shot only wounded her and she said, I'm going to try my German now, Ich schief better, I shoot better. And then they finally shot her and she died. Oh. But how fucking, like, even then, I shoot better. Yeah, she didn't like a give little a shit. fuck you on the way yeah, out. Yeah, fuck you, yeah. She was killed 21 days before the Netherlands were liberated. Oh, no. I know, it's fucking shit, isn't it? Um... After the war, Freddie and Trues had to deal with the trauma from killing people and losing Hanny, their best friend. Um, Trues became a sculptor and Freddie coped by getting married and having a family, but she struggled with insomnia. Um, Freddie remembered seeing someone that she shot and then falling down and having the human impulse to really want to help him. And Trues said, we didn't feel like it suited us. It never suits anyone unless they are real criminals. 
Um, Trues died in 2016 at 92 and Freddie died 2018, one day before her 93rd birthday. So hopefully they lived out the rest of the day. It's not too bad. Um, the Netherlands failed to recognise their achievements and just saw them as communists because I guess after a while that wasn't very popular. Um, and 2014, it was finally changed and they received a war mobilisation cross, which I guess is some sort of award. Um, and after the war, the remains of 422 members of the resistance were found in the Bloemendal dunes. 421 were men. There was only one woman, and that was Hanny Shaft. And she was buried in the presence of Princess Juliana and her husband, Prince Bernard. And when she became queen, Juliana had a bronze commemorative statue raised in the memory of Hanny Shaft in a park near where Hanny was born. She was one of 95 people to get the Dutch Cross of Resistance and a Medal of Freedom. There's a number of schools and streets that have been named after her. Um, although after the war, obviously communism was really popular because they helped defeat the Nazis. Although when communism popularity decreased, because Hanny was celebrated as like a communist icon, um, commemoration at her grave was actually forbidden by 1951 and 10,000 commemorators were stopped by several hundred police and four military gun tanks so the next year they held the commemoration elsewhere to avoid any problems and in the 1990s thanks to the Hanny Shaft Memorial Foundation um, it was allowed it was permitted again to go and commemorate by her graveside um, and the last Sunday of each November in the Netherlands is a day for remembrance of Hanny Shaft's life and work. Oh, yeah. And that is the really fucking cool story of some Dutch resistance fires. They are some little badasses, aren't they? I know. I love that story. That's like, I think that's one of my favourites. That they were going out killing people, but fucking bad people. And they were tiny. Not tiny, but like little kids. Fucking teenage girls going killing men. There's enough war films knocking about that are shit. Like, yeah. surely they need a film about that. Yeah, there is. There is films about her. There's been loads of like different things. I think that I'm sure there's a film called The Girl with the Red Hair, and that's about Hanny Shaft. Um, but I've never seen it. I just know that this they were definitely the main three that were coming up when I was looking in for like resistance fires. So maybe we should look at that at some point and watch that. Yes, we should. We should. It's kind of cool, isn't it? It's very cool. I've seen like, uh, I mean, everyone, I guess everyone thinks of Anne Frank, don't they, when they think of World War Two and people fighting against them, like doing things that annoy. Um, and that film's really sad. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, that's a really I good. Film. It's like it's a very good film. Like, like a classic and all that. But... Is it? No. Oh. Well, um, and it's like a famous story, isn't it? Schindler's List and Boy and Striped Pajamas and all that, but I I kind of like this one. I like the fact that it wasn't even just. Not saying there's anything bad with hiding. That's fucking hide away. But that's a really cool story to think of some. It's absolutely something you want to. Some uh, girls going out and fighting against them. Absolutely something you want to hide from, isn't it? Yeah, fuck that. I would not want to. I don't know. Sometimes I think about how much it would hurt to be shot. Just um, as a random thought. Okay. <laughs> 
And then when I think about it, actually, would it be a slow, painful death or would it be quite quick? Because if it's going to be quite quick and I can take a few Nazis down on my way out, then I'd do it. But if it's going to be like slow and I'm not going to have anything to be like right there to be like, I shoot better. But you have got blonde hair and blue eyes. So. No, I'd side You'd right be on there too. I would. Maybe I could, I could have been a really good resistance until my roots came through. <laughs> Oops. But yeah, there's a little Remembrance Sunday story. Maybe we should watch a. We should watch a war films. Let's watch Inglorious Bastards. Let's let's do that. Okay, right, we'll do that. Okay. Um, thanks for listening. I'm really sorry about last week with all the fucking interruptions. That was a really bad one. But we hope you enjoyed this story. Speaking of which, can you hear? Oh, I can fucking hear Clumpy's Let Don't have kids. Um. If you do have kids, don't start a podcast. Don't get drunk on the full podcast. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening. It's been really fun. Thanks for tolerating us. It's been great. I love it. We'll see you next week. Maybe if you want more of these stories, let us know. Go on our Facebook group, Ben's Bedtime Stories, and tell us on there. If not, then I'll just carry on with some other gross shit. Maybe I'll talk about Mangler next week. Who knows? But, um, yeah. Let's do some more Nazi stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. We'll do another one for we'll do another war one next week then. Cool. Let us know what you think. Cool. Okay. Cool. Professional goodbye. Cool. Okay. Cool. Cool cool cool. Cool. Cool 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 cool. cool.